up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Don't Give Up the Shit Podcast. This is episode 45. Uh, this is a fun one. I had somebody reach out to me on Instagram um, from a company called 15 Fathoms. Uh, they're an apparel uh, company for it, it's kind of focused around uh, deep sea diving or just diving in general. Um, and it's run by, you guessed it, a former Navy diver. Super cool interview. Uh, I was really, really pleased that he reached out to me. Um, not even really. He, he was following like the social media accounts, but hadn't gotten around to listening to the podcast. But uh, I, I forget what I posted. And he just immediately responded, DM to me and was like, hey, man, I'd really love to talk to you. Um, and got into some episodes and enjoyed them. And then just like we've been we've been talking a ton uh, via DMs and just uh, we had a really great conversation before, after and during the podcast. Um, and I, I just really enjoyed talking to him. Uh, and I highly, highly recommend checking out his company, 15 Fathoms. Um, not just if you're a diver, there's plenty of there for everybody. I ordered some T-shirts and some stickers recently. So uh, just check out everything that they're doing. They got a fashion show coming up, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, and it's a veteran owned company. So anything you can do to support veteran owned companies is, uh, is something that I think is awesome and that I go out of my way to do. So, so do that, uh, check out 15 fathoms and check out the interview. All right, man. So like I said, just like same standard introduction I do with everybody just to give them the context, like just give me your background in the military, like from, from wherever you want to start until, uh, where you're at currently. And then how you transitioned out uh, to what you're doing now. Okay. How's it going, everybody? My name is Thomas McConnell. I uh, joined the military in 2011, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. The same day all my <laughs> other friends were uh, pretty much halfway face down. I was getting on a bus and preparing myself to get yelled at. Uh, went through uh, boot camp, went to dive prep, got my, uh, got my ass beaten dive prep, made it on down to Panama City. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to curse. It's all good, man. <laughs> keep, keep, keep it moving. Uh, we'll fix it. <laughs> <laughs> moved on down to Panama City. And I actually rolled back in dive school, adding adding time and uh, adding time and depth together really kind of threw me for a loop. But the, the community liked me, and so they kept me in, and I made it through the selection process and got my blue and gold. And then my first duty station was Hawaii. I did salvage diving for four years, some of the – most fun years of my entire life. And then, uh, my, then about, by the time I left Hawaii, I had, a, I had a wife and my wife and I PCS to San Diego where I went to the largest underwater ship husbandry locker on the West coast. Ship husbandry locker. What is that? So underwater ship husbandry is basically like guys that come out to fix the subs, guys that come out to fix the carriers or okay. the frig or whatever it is. So, so we call it, we call it underwater ships husbandry. So putting on patches, plugs, uh, fixing appendages, any of that kind of stuff is uh, okay. Gotcha. husbandry work. I've just never, yeah, I've never heard it uh, said that way. Got it. And then from there transitioned out. Well, yeah. So I had, I had no intentions of leaving the military and, right. uh, one 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 fateful uh, dark night, I was uh, working on an aircraft carrier, and uh, mm. I came up. I had my clean time. For those of you who are non-divers, a clean time is a, a 10-minute window where if you do, in fact, have a bubble in your arterial uh, circulatory system and it stops blood flow, that's typically going to occur within the, the first 10 minutes of surfacing. So I'd pass my clean time. I got on the phone, and then all of a sudden uh, – couldn't really, I couldn't really orient my orient myself, and I was trying to do a neuro on myself, like kind of heel to walk, and I was falling over. 
I had a fullness in my right ear. I had, I was extremely nauseous. Uh, I had a bad ringing and roaring. Um, and I started acting weird. I started acting paranoid. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was released home when I got home. By the time I got up to my floor, I was bouncing off the walls, kind of doing like the left, right, left, right walk. Yeah. Um, without have going to a bar or anywhere like that. This was just yeah. my brain was messed up. So I yeah. walked in, my wife was like, dude, you're messed up. Uh, call doc. And I was like, no, you call doc. And so she called, <laughs> called the medical. They brought me back to the chamber. I got put in the tube and uh, they did something called the treatment table six with full extensions, which takes about six hours. And this is at 10 o'clock at night. So we yeah. were, the guys were there overnight. Let's just say that uh, the whole chamber team got a got a round of free hats the next day. Yeah. <laughs> the guys who fixed me or helped, yeah. helped tried to help fix me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, they I did it. They did another chamber run. Um, I still had I still had residual residual issues. Uh, I have vestibular issues. Um, the ones that are ongoing is I have tinnitus that goes from a, a mellow hum to uh like a like a buzz or a, a ring that's so so loud it almost completely blocks out everything that other people are saying so it, that, okay. i'm still dealing with that uh if i close my eyes or the room fills with smoke um i have to kind of crawl on my hands and knees because i unless i have some sort of light or something to orient i myself i can't really uh i can really stand up straight so okay. just like one thing that I do every now and then is like, I'll, I'll wash my, I'll wash my head and my face and I'll close my eyes in the shower. And what I do is now, every time I do that, I put my elbow against the shower wall okay. so I can kind of wash my face and uh, head and not, and, and not fall over. Cause I get, I get like the spins if I, if I close my eyes yeah. for too long. So I just, just something, just, just something, just like a knee or an elbow or something where I can kind right. of say, okay, the wall's right here and I can close my eyes for a few moments. Um, but other than that, uh, that I, when you do have a diving casualty, any kind of diving casualty where there's a neurological sim- there's neurological symptoms, you get put under a CAT scan. And so it was a couple of days after the incident, and they're like, "Hey, Tommy, uh, <laughs> we got some more news for you, buddy. Uh, you got geez. a brain aneurysm." And I was like, "Oh, uh, didn't need that." Yeah, <laughs> shit. But yeah, so I found out a brain aneurysm, and then I got home and I googled what a brain aneurysm is, and I think I might have passed out for a little while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine Google was kind. Like you're like going on there, like oh, oh, like that yeah. would freak me out even more. Yeah, I was hoping it was going to be like some kind of weird cyst, not yeah. like not like you're not like something an artery in your brain's going to explode and you could probably die. Like, yeah. like oh, <laughs> you're a, oh man, I'm okay. literally a time bomb. That's neat. All right. Yeah, yeah. So that so, that, so there's been some there's been some changes, but uh, it all came, it kind of all came to a head, you know, as you know, as as most as most I'm you know I'm not going to generalize it to to military as most men think they are uh invincible yeah. i also thought i was invincible and i was a uh, uh hdnd for life and um nothing could break me i don't care how long i was in the water i could work for and uh i had a very seasoned dmo or dive dive doctor submariner yeah. doctor tell me yeah. tommy look buddy you know when it comes to your brain if you're a seal or a diver or ed tech or whatever and you got something up with your nugget um don't expect to get a dive waiver And so that really, that kind of was the moment where I was like, okay, all right, well, let's start thinking about what else is going on. And, uh, 
let me let me let me re, let me adapt let me readjust and that right. was sort of the 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 big heart the big pill to swallow and that was what led me down the you know look i don't want to i don't want to sit behind a desk i don't want to yeah. do anything else for the for the navy um i went out you know like i like well it's just i mean i don't know coming from a dive background yeah. and then being offered a job you know doing you know, you know, not that there's anything wrong with doing any other kind of work, but right, I right, loved, right. I loved diving so much yeah. that having to do something else in the Navy, like recruiting or, or whatever it may be, it would have, it would rip my heart out of my chest. Yeah, like I would have been, I would been the most, I would have been the most bitter recruiter ever. I've been like, yeah, I, yeah. you want to dive the, you do the dive program and be, and be like me? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you want to be a diver? Yeah. I wanted to be a diver too. Now my brain's all messed yeah, up. So yeah. here, here, they come on. Scare them all off. <laughs> yeah. How many pull-ups can you do, kid? You're perfect for the program. Jump right in. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I can imagine it would be like torture to be like you're still in it, but you can't do what you want to do. That'd be that'd be not fun. I could like if I got I've always thought about like getting medically disqualified submarines and like what that would do to me. And it's just like I just feel like I wouldn't want to do it anymore. Like not because there's anything wrong with it, but just because it's like I'm a submariner. Like if I can't do that anymore, why would I want to do that? Like I just okay, I'm good. Like I my service is over. Thanks. Like I move on with life. Um, I mean, I don't know if that would happen now, but like for a long time, I had a lot of buddies get disqualified. And, oh uh, really? Yeah, and it's like for dumb stuff, but like it's it's lack of major medical facility access or like the type of stuff you could do on like a carrier or get flown to a carrier. It's like you're in the middle of nowhere and we're not pulling off station because you're, you're whatever is wrong with you. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's the, there's stuff like that, that they're just like, nah, you can go do surface Navy things because we're like, you, there's no, there's no availability for care if something goes wrong. So guys are getting disqualified for dumb stuff, but right. But yeah, yeah man. So, it, Go ahead. The one, the one option was to stay in. Well, it wasn't an option, but some, okay. If you're, if you're, uh, I think, uh, E7 or above and you get hurt where you can't dive, you yeah. can go into supervisor status. Unfortunately, yeah. I was too junior to do that. So that's, right. that's why I had to kind of explore other options. Yeah. So what, how did you get, so you get that to that point and I, I'm assuming there was like a med board or something, some kind of process that got to the medical retirement thing, but then how did you get to the, how did 15 fathoms come out of this? Like, how did, how did that start? Oh, 15 fathoms had been up and going, uh, oh, years really? before this. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I wasn't, no, I, I, I never did the old, like, it wasn't like, Oh no, I'm getting out of the Navy. Let me yeah, show the business called yeah, 15 yeah. fathoms. No, no, not at all. Okay. Um, so what I were the start, origins? So 15 fathoms. Well, okay. And this, and this will go way, way back. So <laughs> I'm from Louis, I'm from Louisiana, right? Okay. I, I used to live in an apartment where the girl that lit that there was a girl who kind of had the lease on the whole place named Lauren Tom. And she had a shop. She had a little brick and mortar shop mm-hmm. called uh, flirty girl in front of the shop where she sold like some earrings and some t-shirts. And she, yeah. she had a ton of t-shirts. So this was the first time. And she also had three kids and she was making this business work and she, ha- and she had this t-shirt business. And I was, I was intrigued at that point. And then I always just thought designing stuff was cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then throughout the di- my time in the dive Navy, the first thing I did when I got out of dive school was I got on Etsy and I was like, diver shirt, diver shirt. I want a cool, yeah. I want something with a cool <laughs> Mark V diver on it. You know, I, yeah. I think it'll look awesome. And I found one and I liked it. I loved it. I wore the shit out of it, you know? Um, and so uh, it was my f- second deployment. 
I was somewhere out in the Middle East where I had a computer and I had time and I had, and I had the access and I, you know, built out my website on a web host. I linked that to a, uh, t-shirt. They would basically would create a t-shirt ready to order. So there was no overhead, but the cost was, it was extreme. So I was making roughly $5 per t-shirt and this is in the very beginning. And I remember I had gotten back from my Middle East deployment and I had actually ordered myself my own first shirt. And when that, sh- that popped up, I was, I was floored. And then it kind of took off and people liked it and people liked it more and more. And right. the, 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 so I was still in, still fully, full active duty, yeah. also running a business. Um, for anybody out there that's, that's active duty and you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to start your own business, you got to remember it's a, there's a very, very, funny gray area in there where you have to watch your, you'll have to watch your step. Uh, it's like anything else. It's like, if you had an employee that was working for you and you owned an auto body mechanic and this guy, this employee is like, yeah, yeah. I own, you know, Oh, I love working for you, man. You you pay me. It's great. But I also, you know, on the side, I like to, I like to make uh, cupcakes and sell those. You'd be kind of like, well, dude, you're not a hundred percent vested in Mm -hmm. working for me. If you're selling cupcakes on the weekends, you know, like what's the deal? Like, so that, take that, take that, like put that in a nutshell of being an entrepreneur in the Navy. Um, it's very helpful if your business has nothing to do with the military at all. Right. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Yeah. Did you, did you run into any obstacles as far as, uh, when you were running it while on active duty that you are comfortable talking about? Like, as far as like, just generally, I'm curious. Cause like, that was one of the things when I was talking, uh, I was, just doing a podcast with the owner of scuttlebutt comics. And, uh, it was, we were talking about like how you could start doing something if you wanted to, while you're still on active duty. But then we didn't like, she had started it up like right when she, she was transitioning out. So there wasn't really any issues. And like, so I'm in this weird spot when I'm doing this and I haven't run in any, any real conflicts. Like I've had buddies figure out it's me just because somebody like referred them to the podcast and they start listening to it. And they're like, I know that dude. And I'll get these random texts. Like, do you, do you have a podcast? And I'm like, yeah, man, I just don't tell people. Um, yeah, but yeah, I've never run in any big conflicts. So like, I was just curious, like if you have and what they were, I have, I have, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I don't, I, I don't like going on about it cause it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's something that I did that I'm, I'm, I made a mistake. Let's just say, let's put it this way. I went too far. I went okay. too far with my exposure. Yeah. Uh, I got kind of greedy. I okay. forgot, I forgot where I came from and, mm. um, I made the mistake. I got caught. I got probably the biggest PP slap you can possibly get before <laughs> going to captain's mass or NJP. Yeah. Like it was a PP slap that like knocked me halfway around the world and almost knocked Ugh. my head off. And so like, it was like, it was one of those things where like, you know, remember that guy from, from Seinfeld, he drops an in bomb on stage, at the comedy store. And like, you know, he's just completely mm-hmm. exiled. Oh, like yeah, it was yeah. almost like it, it wasn't a racial thing, but it was like, I've, I personally carried it with me for about a year. And then yeah. finally, speaking of awesome leadership, I had one of my favorite warrants ever. Like I, t- like I was kind of talking to him about it, complaining about it. And he was like, Tommy, let me ask you something. Do you, do you feel bad about what you did? And I was like, yeah, I feel horrible about what you did. He's like, you gonna do it again? And I was like, hell no, I'm not going to do it again, man. I was almost ruined my life. That yeah. was terrible. And he's like, he's like, stop feeling bad about yourself. I was like, 
I love you so much. Like, <laughs> thank you for these words. And yeah. the funny thing is, it's like I, you can, I could, I could tell there was there was people that were that were like verbally angry with me for a little while. Yeah. And there's some people that held on to it. There's some people I let it go. There's some people who didn't let it go. But it, you know, it's one of those things where we are in a completely different era these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anything you say or the, you can, you can squeeze toothpaste out of the tube, but it's a lot harder to put it back. And that's my yeah. analogy for the internet. <laughs> you know, like yeah. if you don't want, if you don't want your CEO or you don't want your grandmother to hear it, you better not put it on the internet because right. it, because grandma's going to pop up, you know, grandma's going to yeah. show up and be like, why did you say that? You know, yeah. <laughs> I heard that thing. Yeah. That's one of the yeah. funny parts of this is like, I, put a podcast out yesterday of me being pretty fired up about something. And I got a text from my dad like an hour later. Cause he listens to every single one of them as soon as they come out. And he's just like, man, who pissed you off? And I was just like, talk to him about it. But like, I, I kind of, have that in the back of my mind as I do this. It's like, my parents listen to this. Like, so there's never going to be anything outside of the, outside of the realm of what I think they would be proud of me for, I guess. Is that the very top of your website? Is that the first one? The, the one that I just put out is should be. Yeah, it should be the, it's, uh, it's called standby. Yep. Okay, yep. I was just listening yeah. to that. I was like, damn, this dude's angry as shit. Uh, yeah, I got fired <laughs> up. Uh, it was just, I'm a sailor. So an LPO is interacting with me about a trouble sailor, right? That she's she's trying to figure out like what she needs to do to motivate this kid. And one of the things we talked about was like, you got to get all your E5s to like buy into not ostracizing this kid. Like they got to they gotta swallow their pride for a minute, even though I'm sure this kid has been a pain for them because he's not pulling his weight. And he's burned them in the past, but it's like you, somebody's got to break the cycle. So like, you gotta, you gotta like bring him into the group a little bit so that he feels like he's actually part of the team. And then she wants to like give him ownership of a small process. And then hopefully that can start building. Right. So she's talking to one of her second classes about it and he's like, yeah, I'll try. And they had an interaction and uh, it was, it was kind of negative because the kid is so used to everybody like crapping on him that he's like, not willing to immediately trust somebody altering their behavior one time ever. You know, it's like, he's not this second class thought he was going to like fix everything with one discussion. And it was just like, um, and when he didn't get the result that he sought, he was basically telling her like, look, I'm done. This kid needs to get an anvil dropped on his head and we can move on with life. Like he's not worth the effort. And like, I'm sorry, but I, even if you tell me to go back again, like I'm just not going to do it. Like, I don't understand why you invest in this kid. And I like I can't feel that way about like my sailors like it doesn't make sense especially if they're not putting that effort in and I like fucking snapped me <laughs> like and it the way it was worded in the message she, she sent me just it stomped on one of my nerves and I was just like ah nah uh-uh, this isn't gonna work and it was because I told her I'm like you need to get your you need to get your shop together and like regulate a little bit like not like anybody did anything wrong but just passionately convey the necessity of functioning as a, as a team. And like, you don't get to like vote somebody off the Island in this business. You're dealt, uh, you're dealt cards and you have to play the game with those cards. So figure it out. Like you don't, you don't get to give up on people and it just, yeah, yeah. I just, I just lost it a little bit. And, um, I don't know. I like, I think it can be helpful when I like sometimes, cause I do it sometimes and I'll like, I won't even release it. Cause I'm just like, I'm just being angry. <laughs> but like, 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody wants a sense of belonging. Everybody wants a sense right. of place. You know, I mean, there, you know, there I've absolutely, I mean, in the, in the eight years that I was in the military, there's definitely times that I was like, where do I fit in in this team? What, yeah. what's going to be my thing? What's going to be my specialty? What am I going to be? Where, where, how am I going to nestle my, what am I going to nestle myself into to be a really helpful cog in this machine? And, right. uh, that's, you know, I, I don't know if a lot of, you know, people that are in their, in their early twenties really think of it that way. Or, right. you know, one thing I had to come, I had to come to terms with, I mean, I had, I had, you know, leaders that were so incredible. I mean, I, I hang on, I've, I have leaders that I, I hang on to words that they've told me ever as, as almost like a guide to life, you know, like things that they've like, 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 um, you know, it's not what happens to you. It, it's, it's how you react. Like that's right. something that I know it's cliche, but man, that just stuck with me because I've had a lot of bad shit happen. So it's yeah. like, I've kind of, I, I roll with it, but internally, internally as a uh, ND2, as a second class, um, going from an LPO that if this guy was like, Hey, Tommy, I want you to jump through this ring of fire. I'd be like, how many rings do you want me to jump through, man? And, and what, what do I do? At, what do you want me to do afterwards? I'll just, I'll be yeah. right here. I'll be standing at attention, you know, to having someone where this is, this is the point that I came to internally to, to come to grips with, with dealing with this person. He was, he was, he was LPO, uh, very hard to deal with, not, not very unliked by the entire team. Yeah. However, I saw somebody else, you know, I saw another guy who was the second class, just giving him a hard time. Like the whole, right. you know, it was like the whole day, giving him a, like every, every single call he made, he would, you know, counterpoint or argue or, or whatever it was, you know? And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of sick of this. This is kind of, this is turning into uh, vitriol. I was like, you know, what's going to help this team, even though this guy isn't the best leader and, and is just kind of stuck here. Cause he was the next in line. You gotta, you gotta just get behind them. You got yes. unless they are personally putting you in a right. position of danger where you're like, no, dude, I'm not doing that because I will die. You know, right. like unless, yeah. then just let let them figure it out. The more yeah. you, the more you shake their cage, the more you make them frazzled, the more they're gonna make stupid choices. Right, and and, you, and yeah. like, and it's 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 the, it's the whole to be a good leader, you got to know how to be a good follower. And so I was like, you know what? this guy isn't the best i'm gonna put that aside because what's best for my team right now right here is getting this cofferdam put on or getting right. this whatever getting the screw put in without stripping any bolts getting this you know blade guard put put in whatever it is you know just suck it up and just roll with it because at the end of the day complaining and whining isn't going to help anybody yeah. And the th most frustrating thing for me is it's like in having those conversations is that get, is getting that person to understand that, like, look, if you spend all that energy that you're spending complaining, getting behind this guy and pushing, it's going to help and he's going to be better. And it's like the stuff that may be stressing him out and causing him to make some of the stupid decisions that he's making may not be there anymore. And maybe he won't stop. He won't make those decisions anymore. Or maybe you'll form some kind of a rapport with him so that he's going to listen to your inputs if framed in a different way. If you're not being combative, like you're going out of your way to help him, you're building that trust. And then next time you say something to to that guy, he's going to listen instead of be like, Oh, here comes this guy again with all his complaints about and all his reasons why not. And it's like it, I never understood why there wasn't more effort put in by it. I mean, I kind of do, but like, because I've been there, but the putting that effort into helping that leader, because these, 
these leaders, like you just said, from the from that organization, the one guy left and then he's thrust into that position. Like maybe he wasn't ready or maybe he's ready to learn, but he's learning on the job and taking lumps. And it's like he needs help. And you have the opportunity to do that instead. And instead, you're just creating another stressor in his life. Like right. It just drives me well, nuts. you know, and it, it's like if you OK, let's say, yeah, you you know, you're giving this this LPO all kinds of, you know, grief all day long right. and you're making him mess up and it's worse. It gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And now and now something happens. Now a mooring line snaps. Now this snaps. Well, now he's getting it from his junior guys. But now the chief and the senior chief are screaming at him. So now the next day he's caught in a really bad place. He's mad at the junior guys. He just got a pee-pee slap from the older guys <laughs> and now he's just like doesn't know where to you know and it's like you yeah can, you know what it is there's no I, refuge like it's yeah, just <laughs> you know if if there's one thing if there's one thing i wish the 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 military and this sounds this sounds so this i'll probably get made fun for soon as a little bit a little bit more emotional intelligence yeah like a little bit sure. of knowing where someone's head's at like seeing yeah. being able to read somebody and say and you know I mean, that's just not, I mean, you know, a lot of times it's not how the military works. We're, you know, we're kind of, it's like, we're uh, not machines, but you, it's, it's very black and white. This is it. Did you pass or fail? Did you pass or fail? Well, you know, when managing people, you got, you got to yeah. see strengths and weaknesses and you got to put them in places where they're going to So excel. much nuance to it. Yeah. You know? And it's like to just human interaction and communication, like there's just so much nuance and it's like. We were never really equipped to understand or deal with that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like where it's like it's not as it's not even as black as white as it, as it seems on the receiving end when you're that second class dealing with that LPO that's frustrating you. You know what I mean? Like you're looking at it like, oh, this guy's just an idiot. Well, maybe he's not just an idiot. Maybe he's an immature leader that's in in a growth phase and he's still figuring it out and growing into the role. Maybe he never got the leadership development that he needed on the way up. Maybe he's got a whole bunch of stress outside of work you don't even know about. Yeah, like yeah. there's a ton of nuance to it. And like you're saying, like that building that emotional intelligence into these people on the way up, not just to better deal with leaders that are frustrating or not. Right. But also when you're in those leadership positions, dealing with all of the things that are going on in a, in a healthy way. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's well, big. And that's what I, that's what I kind of told some of the guys that I was like, dude, let him lead, just yeah. back off, like back off. Don't make fun of him. Let him come in, let him lead. You know, he's, he, he's not a born leader. He's not born into it, but just let him make his calls. Let him do his thing. If he screws up, let's help him out. You know, like, let's like, yep. let's make sure he doesn't get yelled at at the end of the day because right. he's gonna right. he's gonna get it, not us. You know, like if something's you know, <laughs> but yeah, but I, and and that, you know, it's it's the good with the bad, you know. And I and I I loved it. I never wanted to get out, but you know, I had my injury. I find myself, uh, yeah, I did the full med board, uh, physical evaluation board, unfit, unfit, unfit. You know, and uh, and that's it. But I started fifteen fathoms a long time ago, so. Yeah. Now I'm now I'm uh, setting foot into Canada. I'm an illegal immigrant. Uh, I'm a retired, <laughs> medically retired uh, Navy diver, and a lot of the uh, some of the some of the VA benefits do not extend to Canada. So not so step forward, step back. Um, I'm lucky what, my teachers. Are, hmm? What motivated Canada? Like the move to Canada? So uh, I met my wife in Hawaii. My my wife's. One of her good girlfriends used to date one of my best friends from New Orleans. Okay. And we had all, so we had all met up. Uh, this girl, what, that is my wife's friend. This girl and her boss 
uh, had met up in Panama City, Florida, and we went out. And this guy loved Navy guys. He was like, "Oh yeah, you guys are so awesome!" You know, throwing you know throwing money on the bar, laughing, hooting it up. So, yeah, I uh, the same friend came to uh, came to Hawaii, and when she did, she contacted me and was like, "Hey, I'm I'm in town, with my buddy." come hang out. So I'm thinking it's the same guy who's like, Oh yeah, Navy guys. Awesome. Yeah. I'm like, let's, let's party. Uh, it wasn't, it was this beautiful Italian girl named Paula. And I was like, Oh, okay. Hello. Uh, nice to meet you, you know, and was just kind of a goofy guy. And we met and she is from Vancouver, Canada. Um, okay. and now I live at her parents' house. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So yeah. the, what do, what when you say stuff doesn't translate to Canada, like what what are you talking about? Oh, so there's a so now there's like the Mission Act. So well, first, well, there's not a, there isn't a VA there's not an American VA hospital in Canada, and right. the Mission Act doesn't extend to Canada because of the health the, the difference of the healthcare system. So okay. my one my one option if I want to go to the doctor bad enough, uh, bef- if I don't want to use my wife's insurance, which we mm. which is awesome because we have that now. Uh, is you can pay up front for a doctor visit and then send that to the VA and then you get paid like a you get a you get a check back. Okay. So it's a little, a little bit of a different process. I, I yeah. prefer I prefer well, like think I'm my wife's a she's a teacher so she has a good extended medical uh, okay, health plan cool. which extends to me so so I'm yeah. the I'm the dependent now. You're the dependent. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, that's funny. Can, can I go to the dentist, baby? Please. Yeah, please. <laughs> I that's really hilarious. want to get my teeth fixed. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, funny. But it's good though. Well, I mean, with all the tinnitus and stuff, uh, I just did my first acupuncture the other day. And yeah. That, I've heard that, really good things about that. Is that is that stuff legit? Uh it's it's helped. Well, I don't know. You know, it's so it's so strange. Sometimes it's the other night it was so loud, I was like, you know what? This like it got so loud and I hate being so morbid, but I was like, there's no way I can live like this. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, I got to figure something out. And we did acupuncture and I don't know if it's just, it went down by, it subsided by itself or if it was the acupuncture, but it was, they stick needles in your muscles to increase yeah. blood flow. And then they'll put a little heat lamp on you where this guy went all around my ear and on my skull. And he said that the, mm-hmm. the muscles around my ear were super tight. And then he started yeah. sticking needles in there. And it was, re- I, I could feel him like he was hitting nerves that were making my toes curl. So it was wow. very strange. Yeah. 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 So I just kind of lit. There's an old there. retired chief uh, working for like the NAVFAC guys that do like building maintenance and stuff on base. He comes in our office all the time and, and we were talking about, I'm about to get a surgery for a deviated septum and some other stuff to fix. So I can, I, I got some of the other stuff is pretty serious. And mm-hmm. so it's like in a fix, uh, I'm not, I haven't been sleeping well for a long time and it's affecting a lot of things, but, uh, so I'm finally getting that fixed on the 23rd and he was one of the guys that kind of turned me on to, Hey, go, go get this consult, do that thing. And he said he gets acupuncture and it's at the VA, I think, uh, if not on base, one of the two, but he gets it done for his lower back. He had a bunch of really bad back issues and he's like, it's like a miracle, man. He's like, and I was like, the, that's just woo woo crap and it's not real and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you got to try this. And I was like, huh, like, I wonder if it's real or if it's like a placebo effect or what, but I, I'm probably going to check that out. Oh, it's, it's no, it's, it's a real thing. I mean, the guy who yeah. did it was was he was actually a doctor who just happens to practice Chinese medicine. And so he was, you know, he was an actual doctor. He, you know, he kind of explained to me, the, you know, what was going on. And yeah. 
I mean, it seems like it works. I, I'm I'm gonna go to. I'm at the point where you know when it comes to I'll try anything. It's like, yeah, when it comes to tinnitus uh, and you have you have buzzing in your ears and you have real. ringing and you have uh, imbalance issues. I don't care what it is. I'm gonna do what you know whatever I can to make myself feel better. You know, and, I mean, yeah, I, that, that's you know. Yeah. The, that's that's part of the deal, you know. That's why that's why they, that's why they retired me because this, this yeah. it's it's not going away, you know. And so right. I have to I have to cope with it. But uh, yeah, so going back to the whole business thing, yeah, I started yeah, fifteen yeah. fathoms years before. Now that I'm out, now that I'm done, um, I, I I I am going to start school full time in the fall. Um, but now I have this business and now I'm going to go to school for business. And right. I jumped into 15 fathoms without knowing anything. And I right. learned, I, I, I have, Oh no moments and Oh man moments on the yeah. daily. Like I make mistakes every now and then. And thankfully people like my stuff. It, you know, it's getting bigger and bigger now that, now that I'm out, I can do more podcasts. I can do more magazines. Yeah, yeah. I can do more things. Cause you need to like, so I don't know, you know, if you get to a certain level of, of exposure on the internet and your command knows who you are and, and people in the higher up places know who you are and they're watching you, which they are, you're going to have to want to run everything through a, a PAO, a public affairs right, officer. Right. And so towards the end of my time in California, I almost, I almost like had my PAO on speed dial. I was like, Hey, you gotta yeah. do this. <laughs> thing. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Don't uh, that's one bad. of the primary reasons my face and name are not on anything like I there's a bunch of them it started mostly with like I was worried that uh it like the the main thing was like I was worried junior sailors wouldn't take it as seriously if it looked like it was a look at me project and I was right from all the feedback I've gotten is that they would be less willing to trust some random Navy chief that's doing this. If it, my face was on it and it looked like a look at me project that I was trying to use for like an eval bullet or something. Um, so right. the fact that I can, I can literally gain nothing from this was part of the reason why it has any credibility with these people, which is who I'm trying to reach. Uh, but the other reason was like, I hate being the center of attention and I hate that. I don't want a fan club. I think it'd be real weird if I was walking down the pier or whatever. And like people are recognizing me as the D guts podcast guy. I'm like, no, I have zero interest until I retire. Then I don't care. But like, I feel like it really awkwardly affect my role in, in an organization as a leader. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah, no. And then that, like, so I've had conversations with people about that piece, the PAO stuff. Cause um, like when I did the podcast with Chief Khan, it was I was on the phone with like it was him talking, but there was a PAO there. There was a mental health professional there to make sure we didn't screw anything up, which God bless him. That was important. And oh, there wow. was uh, I think there was a lawyer there, too. There was like a bunch of people on the phone with Whoa. us to make sure that we didn't screw anything up. I talked to his CO before we started. Like it was a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. And. Um, there are some people that have reached out to me for like help starting podcasts and I'm just like, I'm not an expert, but uh, I mean, I've learned some stuff for sure, but like, ugh, uh, but they, one guy was trying to go through like channels to make an official Navy podcast and he was immediately turned off by all that crap. Like the legal and PAO interactions were just like, they were trying to shape the message. And I'm like, nah, that's the other piece where I'm just like, I want nothing to do with that because I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. And, uh, and yeah, man, it's interesting. Like that part of it, I was like, that always scared me. And that's why I don't want to put my face on any of this stuff. 
Yeah. Good. No, that's 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 a uh, good business. Unfortunately, I didn't do that. I, I slapped my face <laughs> on everything. I, yeah. But I mean, you know, like I don't know. You know, when some I was told before, like Tommy, like by a by a guy who was like he was my instructor in dive school. He's now I think a warrant. Um, mm-hmm. But he was like Tommy. You know, it's you know what's weird about you, man. You're like you you're you've been doing this for eight years now, but you're still like day one out of dive school, excited about being a diver. And I was like, yeah, this is, it's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. I love doing it. So, I mean, so the whole, I mean, the 15 fathoms thing started out of my own personal desire. This is about me. This ain't about nobody else. You know, this, right, this is about right. Tommy wanted cool diver clothes to wear. And <laughs> I, I called it 15 fathoms because uh. I wanted to give a nod to sailors of the past that you know before they had sounding equipment before they had that kind of stuff they'd pay out a line you know measure the bottom okay the bottom's you know 200 feet and then they'd pay out an extra shot at anchor chain to weigh the ship to the to the bottom which happens to be 15 fathoms right and uh and that you know it it just kind of the alliteration kind of worked and then some of the designs kind of worked i I found some great graphic designers to help me out um yeah and it's 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 getting it's getting bigger and bigger and scaling up more and more and more and it's it's terrifying, but uh, <laughs> I love it. I mean, I, th- yeah. I think it's great. I think I think that I'm you know eventually it'll grow into something where now it is paying full on mortgages and now it is paying right. for you know car payments and gas and all that stuff. And it's you know I mean it it, it makes money, but it's not. It's kind of like play money in a way. Yeah. You know, like I, yeah. I, I, I take. 90% of the money I make from 15 fathoms, I roll right back into 15 fathoms. Right, right. Because there's always another trade show. There's always another thing to go do, another event to go do, a shirt that's running low. And for the first time, I found myself confident enough to now I'm buying things. I'm, I'm spending several, several, several thousand dollars at a time to re up because I know that these items sell no matter right. what. And now it's awesome. <clears throat> Yeah, so I'm, I'm working on this new design. It's a little bit more gothic looking. It's really cool. It's like a, it's it's like a, it's a, it's like a, you know, a, a, it's almost like a skeleton wearing a Mark the Mark Five diving uh, outfit, and yeah. uh, and you can see like he has bone bones hands, and it says uh, no one can hear you scream below sea level. But it's it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, you know? I know that's cool. Describing <laughs> it and yeah, describing it and seeing it are two different yeah. things. But man, I can't. I'm I'm stoked to do it. But uh, but. So when, so this all happened, you know, uh, you, you're still in, a lot of people are still in the, the, the saddest thing is when you leave the Navy, you're left with this vacancy of purpose. And that, that, that's been one of the hardest things to, to, to grip with, um, Mm. is, you know, you're a Navy diver one day, you, you do awesome things for your country. You do awesome work. You have this great job that you love going to. And then all of a sudden, boom, you don't now, now everything's in your rear view. Um, so I'm lucky. I have, I have, I have, I have internet friends. I I have so many friends I need on the internet. Uh, one of them is happens to be a shark diver named Liz Parkinson, who's also a marathon runner. And she was like, Hey mate, you want to see if any of your friends want to do a marathon? You got to raise $1,500 and, uh, towards product prop, you know, we raised $1,500 towards project aware. So I said, yes, absolutely. So that is sort of filling the the hole in my soul right now. I'm starting to, I'm just starting gotcha. to train for this marathon in October and all the 15. So the whole team, everybody in the team has to raise $1,500 and that all goes to project aware. 
Project Aware is a group of uh, scuba divers who go down and they build reefs and that basically helps oxygenate the water and restores the ocean. Nice. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, I was going to say, I was going to ask too, like, so as far as like filling the void and finding a purpose, like, is there anything that you can see long-term that you're driving towards besides like, so 15 fathoms being the business side, like, is there anything like that you're passionate about pursuing as far, as far as like filling that void? Um, no, because there's, there's, there's yeah. nothing. Once you, once you're out of the military, there is nothing that will replace that. Yeah. And, and I, and I had to accept that, you know, there is, there is nothing you can do, uh, you know, and like a lot of guys they get out of the military and they're like, Oh no, I'm a weightlifter. I'm a power lifter. Oh, I bought a right. bike. Now I'm a, I'm a crotch rocket dude. Oh, I, I'm going <laughs> to jump out of airplanes. I'm a, you know, Oh yeah, I was in the military, but now I love airplanes and you know, right. but, but there's nothing, nothing will fill that void. Nothing will put yeah. you in that same place. And I mean, and, and not saying, you know, the Navy isn't all great days. It's some, a lot of days are really hard and a lot of days are really mundane, but, um, you know, I mean, I have my family and I just have other, you just have to establish other goals. You just have to right. find, I mean, with 15 fathoms, yes, absolutely. I'm going to go full send hundred percent with this. That's why I'm going to school for marketing and business, but an outside, outside of that, it wouldn't, I'd, I'd love to consult with people. If I learned yeah. enough about marketing where 15 fathoms goes to the roof and now I have, nice. you know, however I get, I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, you know, nine, 10, 12 sales every day. And it's just, it's just popping off. Um, I'd love to, I'd love to come in and be somebody who would be like, look, here's your business. Let me, let me give you some pointers. And I think that would be, that would be fun work for me. It yeah. would be consulting, you know? And I, and I think with my, with the medical issues that I have now walking into like a brick and mortar place and clocking in and doing a job, I don't even know if that's feasible for me anymore, to be honest right. with you. Right. You ever think of, uh, cause I was reading, I was going through the blogs and there was like a lot there and I was like, do you ever think about spinning up that podcast again? Cause it seems like you got a message to communicate. You know what I mean? I have, uh, yeah. I absolutely have. I, and you know, I, I know my, my, my buddy, he's at a, he's at a super, super high tempo command right now. Yeah. And he was kind of the brains of the operation. He would edit it and put it all right, together right. and kind of, we were doing it together. Um, I do, I do foresee Fathomcast uh, happening in the future, but for right now, for right now, what I want to do is I want to get this new design out. I want to do yeah. this. Um, oh, I just got invited to do a fashion show in, in really? San Diego. Yeah. So, nice. so I recruited some models. I have some friends of mine that are going to, I have three guys and three girls that I'm, that are going to uh, model for me. Um, and I now have to put together 15 different looks utilizing the 15 fathoms t-shirts, the tanks, the jackets or the, the hoodies that we just put out, yeah. um, to have them rock the, walk the runway. And so I'm, cool. that, yeah, I can't wait. It's interesting. It's like, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I, well, I'm living in Vancouver. So I, I was like, okay, you know what? This, this project is going to be a hundred percent about preparation. I need yeah. to know exactly what each of these models are going to wear. I need to lay it out walk after walk after walk i need to walk the runway find out how many seconds it costs how many seconds it takes to go down the runway and come back so i know when to send out the next one um yeah and so and i mean when i was a lot younger i was a lot more attractive and i did a couple runway shows (laughs) okay so you got experience yeah a a little bit a little bit Uh, yeah and and so i'm like wow this is and 
this is something that I've, I've dreamed of. So I'm super, I'm, I, I'm, huh. I'm, I'm so cool. happy to, uh, yeah. Like I, I like I never, I, okay. I always like looked at like, you know, you see high fashion shows like Gucci, Versace, like they're yeah. all doing, you know, these runway shows. You don't really see that many fashion shows with like Hurley and Quicksilver and yeah. these other brands. But what I'm going to do to make this more avant-garde is integrate these, you know, t-shirts and tanks and a lot of this athleisure wear and these like casual clothes and street wear, but with, with great outfits, with great accessories, with great shoes. And this is going to give me an opportunity to show how well 15 fathoms can fit into a really, really nice couture outfit. And so I'm really yeah. looking forward to this project. That's cool, man. That sounds awesome. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm stoked about it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so get to, I just want to get back to like some leadership stuff as far as like because I, I kind of I've gotten to the point where I'm almost asking everybody this question. But uh, as far as like leadership that you experienced while you were in or were in the position to observe, like what type of interactions did you see? And I imagine it's different in the ND world. Um, but like what kind of interactions did you see? between like your junior guys and chiefs and did you like, do you guys experience kind of some of the same issues that we're always talking about as far as like a, a issue with trusting chiefs because of some of the things you've seen in like the Navy times and like all over the internet. Um, or is it more, or is it more of like a, just like a general, like it happens here and there and it's not really as big of an issue. I could say for my time, I saw the good, bad and the ugly. Yeah. Um, you know, I saw I saw chiefs do things and try to, you know, do things that were that were straight up safety violations and try to pass the buck on other people. Um, yeah. And then I saw guys I saw I also saw LPOs and chiefs who would sit there hungry and they would they would be like, I want my guys to eat first. And if there's pizza yeah. left over, I might have a slice, you know, and like it, and those and those are the things that really, really like nothing, nothing will make you strive to be a better person than seeing it in IRL in real life. Like, yeah, you know, seeing, yeah. seeing a leader go, Hey, you know what? Uh, I'm not leaving to you guys or uh, you guys aren't done. Let me help y'all out. You know, let me, let me right. jump in. Let me jump in a little bit. I think my guys that, that speaks so much. And, yeah. and you know, and it's, and it's sad to say that the, the times that it happened, I can remember, I can recall every, every event. Cause right. I was so, I was so like, wow, that was yeah, awesome. it makes an impact. Yeah. It, it fires you up. And then you, you yeah. show up, you, you wake up the next morning dying to work for that guy. What do you, what do you want me to do for you? I'll do it. Awesome. Cool. Put me on that and give me, you know what? Give me two bodies. So I need help. This is going to be a big, this is going to be an all day thing. You know, like right. that, like that, that, you know, I hate, you know, I hate saying it lead by example, but like right. that, that is, yeah. that is the, the number one thing. And then for sure, you know, there's, I'm a big believer in uh, people that are energizers and then there's people that are deflators, you know, and some people you might have that end of day. All right. All right, guys, let's uh, circle up. Let's have a chat. And one, one chief or one Warren or whoever might give it. And you walk out, you walk out feeling like you're a dog that just got beat. Or yeah. you might walk out of it like, yeah, like, all right, you know, like we, yeah, <laughs> like that's we had we might have had some hard <laughs> days, but but let's get back at it tomorrow, you know, and so, right. so I mean, I, I definitely I definitely saw both. Um, I knew enough to never, you know, I knew enough to never put myself in danger, and then to never put myself. I mean, I knew we, there were some sketchy things that I did, yeah. but it was like we were very very heavily briefed. 
and also given the option of like, Hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to make this right. dive? You know, like you, you, you don't have to, but you can, if you want to, you know, and, and there were some things that I, I didn't, I said, I turned down, but there's also some things that, you know, I got out of the water, took my hat off and was like, Whoa, man, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like you're, yeah, like you're laughing, yeah. but that's, it's that kind of nervous, yeah. like, <laughs> like, holy uh, Yeah. 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 Like maybe, maybe, maybe we push it a little bit today, but we got it yeah. done. So, yeah. so yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, it's all, it, we're, it's people, it's, it's all people, you know, and yeah. there, there is a higher expectation for someone wearing a uniform and a hat and that has shiny ribbons and medals and stuff on their chest to, uh, to be, to be somewhat of a, a more upstanding person. But at the end of the day, we're people. And, and it's just yeah. like, just like anything else, like, um, you know, some police officers, they're out there to be a hero. They're out there for justice. There's some police officers who just didn't get the job at UPS, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's the same deal, you know I mean? And, and, and coming from personal experience, you know, I, I needed, I knew I needed direction in my life. I knew I, I wanted direction in my life. I was dying for it. I never knew. Uh, I didn't, I didn't know that divers were kind of, uh, on the, on the wild end of the, of the Navy job spectrum, you know, I, so I kind of picked, I picked just right. Cause I think, yeah. I think, I, I think I would have lost my mind if I had been like a yeoman or something like that. I would have, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. way I can write that much. Um, <laughs> but diving was like kind of right in the middle, you know, like this, this will work for me. This will give me some skills and at the same time I'll enjoy the work. And, uh, yeah, but I, but I, you know, looking at guys that are, that were coming in, you know, you see the ones that are super bright eyed and super ready to learn and that you could, you can sit there and talk to them about a crescent wrench for three hours and they're going to be like, Oh, thanks. Andy, too. Awesome. Fantastic. I'll keep that. You know, like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, all you're like, look, I just said, never use a crescent wrench. That's all I said, man. Like, okay, cool. I'll never, I'll th- Hey, you want me to take all the crescent wrenches and throw them over? I'll throw them no, all. No, 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 yeah. no, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. But just, just, just yeah. on certain, on certain bolts, just don't use crescent wrench. Okay. That's all I'm trying to say. Just find, find the, uh, five I'm gonna, All right. I'm going to murder all the crescent wrenches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no, just just on DLSS. Don't use don't yeah. use crescent wrenches, man. Just find the right wrench that fits. But uh, yeah, but yeah. But then you had the guys that come in. They just showed up. They still got their dress whites on, and they're they're like, "So what's up? You gonna sign my quals?" <laughs> like what? <laughs> you know? But I don't know. You yeah. get you, you you get both. You get you get all yeah. you get all sides of it. You know? What's the uh like? What's the leadership structure and kind of like the dynamics as far as like it within a dive? Like, I don't even know what you guys call it, like a dive locker, I guess. But like, um, so what is so, how does it work? Like, what's the chief's role? What's the f- LPO and down? Well, the, at the at the salvage unit, uh, we had we we had I think it was like four third classes, four second classes, four first classes, and then we had two chiefs a warrant and a master diver. And so the, the rank, the rank structure. So like, just, just like EOD techs have like uh, master blasters and then like, I, yeah. think it's like you know, I can't remember what the other levels are. So you go, your you, you finish, you finish your first, your dive school and then you get qualified as a, as a, as a two, it's called two Chuck two you know, two Charlie diver um, mm-hmm. for your first two commands. After your first two commands, you go to first class dive school and that's when you get the pin with the two dolphins on the outside of it. It's just okay. it's a dive helmet. Yeah, yeah. And so then you're yep. more that that's at, at that point, at that point, you should either already be or be knocking at the door of putting on first class okay. by that time, by the time you've rolled through two commands. Um, 
And then after that, you put on your anchors. After your anchors, if you choose to, you can either go the warrant route or you can go the master diver route. And I think you need to spend three years as a chief first before you go to evals. I might not be right. I might not be 100% right on that. Yeah. So sorry if I get, you know, some whoever upset with me. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to put four years in. You're yeah, no, you- <laughs> serve. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I apologize. I'm, I am a veteran. I got brain issues. Let me alone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so then it's master diver and then usually master divers make senior chief right away. And, um, and then it's, and then from there it's, uh, uh, master chief, master diver, which is like the golden ring of, uh, right the dive community you're 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 the man you're the man on the side if you're the if you're yeah. the master diver you're overseeing stuff you're not you're you're not doing the heavy lifting you're signing the papers and you're approving projects and approving things that your your more junior guys have to go and do gotcha so what's the what's the your like at your level as a second class like what's your relationship with your chief like is it ready access or is he detached and the first classes are running it um, you, you have an LPO, you have, you have one LPO, uh, you know, I mean, it, it kind of depends on, on the caliber of the job. If we, if you have a job, that's a super, you know, high scope job, that's going to involve like a crane, it's going to involve, uh, you know, straps and, you know, extensive help from the shipboards people, you know, the, the, the guys in the boat, you'll probably have a chief out there that's going to, um, that's going to participate. And then you have, you know, you know, you have some, it's like you have some of the chiefs that are uh, that are super hands on. Some some that are like, you know what, you guys got it. Call me if you need me. I'll be in the truck right. or I'll be I'll be back at the office, which is fine. But um, I'd say the relationship was always very very open. Uh, that's okay. that, that's one thing I never like. I never had a in 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 the diver world. I never I never had a problem going up to somebody higher up and asking them a very simple question or asking them right. a very like i may come off as an idiot but i really want to yeah. know this and you're standing right here so i'm gonna ask you you know like right. one of the <laughs> one of those i mean i've got you know like and and that kind of got me in a hot water because i remember when i first started someone was like you went over my head you, you you know you're not supposed to ask him you're supposed to ask me and i'm like dude i do you not hear at the end of the day it's like open door policy like ask yeah yeah ask away I mean, if, <laughs> if somebody's getting mad at me for asking a question then there's something way more wrong with this situation than, than that, that i can't identify but i i don't know that was just me too though I, I'm, I'm yeah i'm not nervous like i'm not like you know i I'll obviously have respect you know for the higher ranking guys you know you you shut up when they talk and you know but but at the same time, they're also guys too. And, and I just, if you just come with somebody, come at someone with honesty and like, Hey, look, I really, you know, no one else is around. Can you give me a hand with this for five seconds? Like, you know, you don't want to be that guy all the time, but you know, I thought I always, I always had, I always thought of a good relationship. I mean, of course you had your chiefs that weren't so, so hands-on, so super touchy, which is, which is fine. They, they wanted you to communicate through the LPO, but most of them are re- pretty cool guys like pretty you know like i yeah. i didn't really have i don't really have much of a problem with anybody you know pointing me out or, or pulling me aside and being like oh you're you know messing this team up like but i also but you know what? I, I woke up every day ready to do my, like like wanting to wanting to be there wanting to show right. up you know right. until until i got hurt it was like you know and, and that's and that's what sucks is because like you know i went to the uh i went to the uh what do you call it the the san diego um museum museum of of nautical history i think it's called or like maritime yeah Mar- the, i'm sorry maritime, the maritime yeah. museum gotcha. and uh 
I was with my daughter and I looked under, I looked, I looked under, under one of the ships and we we're looking at the props and the rudders. And, um, <clears throat> I was like, do you see those props? That's what, that's what daddy used to do. And, uh, um, <laughs> it just killed me. It just, yeah. you know, it ripped, it ripped my, my heart out of my chest because, um, you know, it was the best job I ever had. Yeah. And I'll be I'll be quite honest about that. And uh sorry, let me just take a second. You're good, man. But yeah, I sh- I showed up I showed up looking forward to whatever was ahead of me, you know, day yeah. after day. And so losing that was 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 super difficult. But um but you know, not have guys like that. You know, some some guys join just because they want to write a book or they join because they they can't pay for college or they, you know, there's all kinds yeah. of, you know, they, I'm, you know, and I met, I met really good, you know, there's, there were some guys that were very good people where there was their heart, was their heart into diving. Mm, not a hundred percent. They're still a good dude, you know? And just yeah. like, uh, I started 15 fathoms, you know, I, and I could tell, you know, there was guys that supported what I did that bought my stuff that wear my stuff. And then there's guys that were like, this dude's kind of a clown. He's like, he's doing a fashion thing or he's doing, you know, doing this for Instagram where I was like, but yeah. this is a brand about diving. Like I'm like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm putting you guys on a pedestal like this. Like I, it's personally the coolest thing I've ever done. You know, like maybe yeah. some guys that are really into guns and bombs and stuff don't think it's the coolest thing, but man, I, I love the way the Mark five looks. I think it's, I think it's yeah. rad. I think underwater, underwater exploration, like times when I was underneath a ship and I could see the whole boat from, from rudder to bow. Like that was just, it was just, unreal the the marvel of this uh of the machinery and and you know getting in there and like working something and you get out of the water and you say hey give it okay it's fixed i did it it's done let's go home you know and that and that's that that was really the best thing is that is that job satisfaction you get from being a diver you know yeah yeah that's cool i can't i've only ever looked up at one from a dry dock and i can tell you it's pretty insane (laughs) but like i can't imagine being underwater looking up at that thing that must be nuts i've seen it in movies and stuff and it like it looks freaky like where they just cgi like a submarine traveling through the water and you're just like holy crap yeah Uh, it's cool it's cool well so i'll give you my uh my my cool my cool guy sub story i (laughs) we had to do a we had to do a post deployment inspection of a, of a sub. And so you basically go, you know, start at the end, work your way forward and check out, you know, everything. And, um, they paid out a lot of my umbilical to where it, the umbilicals that we use for underwater ships, husbandry are, are, uh, are, uh, positively buoyant. So they float. Yeah. So my umbilical kind of, I pulled a whole bunch to the other side of the sub so much that it got pinned against the, uh, against the sub in the in the bulkhead you know where mm-hmm. it was pushing against and i was like oh man this could be really bad i might i might lose air i'm not gonna lose air no and so i put myself in between the bulkhead and the in the <laughs> in the sub and i was like oh, wow. leg kick like let's do this as hard as i can and like <laughs> like try <laughs> and i and i leg and i leg pressed a a, 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 a giant submarine that weighs a bajillion pounds by myself <laughs> but i mean okay it's gonna move anyway it's in the water first. yeah i was gonna <laughs> say <laughs> 
<laughs> but I felt That's like funny. Superman at the time. I but, like, I basic, were, but I basically it, moved a submarine with my feet. That's what happened. I like, Yeah, I basically like, pressed a submarine and started yeah. to do that. <laughs> Those were the good old days. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got any like, so I was curious. One of the reasons when you when you messaged me, I was like, man, I need to ask questions. And we can do some of this offline because I'm sure I might have some just boring questions that nobody cares about on a podcast. But like, <laughs> as I, yeah, so like I, I'm pretty close to retirement. I'm not sure if I'm going to call it a day or not, but um, I, I think about it a lot as far as like it, if I retired today, it's like I would want to put most of my time into this platform. So like if I did that, it would have to generate income of some kind. Otherwise, like I can't like I can't just do a passion project and not make any money. So it's like as far as like transitioning something like this into a business or even like like sailors that were in your position as far as like. I'm about to transition out of the military and I want to do something like that. Like they have that project that maybe it's photography or something and they're already doing it just as a passion project, but they want to like transition it into something like that. You got any like advice and or tips for people that kind of have that in their, in their, in their head going on right now as a potential business. Absolutely. Uh, make yourself valuable, make yourself valuable. And you know, uh, the the line between passion project and monetization of something that you love to do is is very is is a very thin line and so you have to really dial you know unless you just have money to blow you have to kind of dial in that passion project before you can push it off and making yourself valuable to other other people and uh i would say like an example of that if the shirts i sold were garbage uh no one would want to buy them if they were all, right. you know, if they're all made from overseas from some, and I had no, I had no quality control. They were no good, but I love what I do in my heart. And I, I put a lot of energy into the quality of the shirts that I put out. I work with, you know, I have my, my, my production is still is, is with uh, industry Threadworks down in uh, Miramar. And, you know, I, I, I hand, I pick the shirts that I want. And I've, I've seen, I've seen industry Threadworks. I've seen Ryan's process and how he does stuff. And so I have, it was weird because for a while there, uh, we were fulfilling orders from our home. Yeah. And I had to do that turnover that one day when I brought everything from our bedroom. Like my wife was pretty much, my wife is almost like, Tommy, I want my bedroom back, man. Get it out of my house. Yeah. 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 You have like, there is like, there's, there's literally flex fit boxes up to the ceiling of hats that you need to sell. And I'm like, I know, but isn't this fun? <laughs> He's like, no, no. <laughs> I want my stuff back. So I had to bring all my stuff to my, to my, to my current, um, my buddies at industry Threadworks, And it was like, I felt like a mother leaving her child. Yeah, at school for the just, first time. Yeah. <laughs> I and was so, just about to say, did you get emotional? Like <laughs> I, I was, I was like, I releasing mean, I, it. like they had to like, like go Tommy. We're good. We got it. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'd say, I'd say, you know, you got to love what you do. And, and, and yeah. if you're doing it for money, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. If you're doing it, right. if you're saying, Hey, you know what? It's going to be, Oh man, the internet's here. It's going to yeah. be really easy to make a podcast and make a bunch of money. Right. I don't have to be a, I want to, I'll never have to wear a Dixie cup ever again. Um, you know, make yourself valuable, put yourself out there. I mean, I know, I know you're in kind of a strange uh, crosshairs right now because you don't want to really put your face out there on the podcast. Yeah. I completely understand that once you transition out and once, you know, the, here's the cool thing. You have all these conversations, you have a bunch of listeners 
you have people that are very, very, very much interested in your, in what you're saying. And just like how me, now I'm out of the Navy. Now I can open the door a little bit more to exposing right. myself without talking to a PAO. When you're out, when you hit, when you get that, that DD-214 and you're, it's past your uh, last day in the Navy, you can finally reveal who you are and right. put pour a little bit of your own heart into this. Not that you don't already, but like, you know, right, yeah. put a little bit, make it a little more personal as to, yeah. uh, as to what you're doing. And I mean, I've kind of, you know, if hindsight, I wish I had been a little bit more anonymous with, uh, with 15 fathoms. I wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, cause I mean, some of my favorite diving pictures that had me in it. So I was like, whatever, yeah. let me post this. And, then, you know, like, <laughs> and I mean, and I had, to, and I had to learn about, you know, uh, certain you know certain certain people didn't like some of the stuff i put out there and if, if it was yeah. somebody that was uh you know if it was a leadership kind of person i take it off easy just yeah. play you know when you're when you're in when you're in the navy every single every single thing you do represents the navy so if you have a yeah. podcast yep. if you have a clothing line if you have a sticker brand and you're making some kind of snarky comment about the military i'm telling you that CEO or that captain or that whoever admiral is going to see that and they're going to, they're going to get after you. Like, don't think you can just right. like slide under the radar, you know, like, uh, and that, man, yeah. And that, so, so yeah. So for anybody that's going to, that has a business or they're looking to, all right, as soon as I get out of the Navy, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, start that, start that cupcake company. I'm going to start that beard oil company, you know, do something that you love, but do your homework, man. For God's sakes, research it. Look at, you know, like I can, I can tell you right now, the, some of the most, some of the most sought after products on the internet right, right now. And you've seen a bunch of them are those, uh, Theraguns. Yeah. Yep. You see them everywhere, yeah. right? Yeah. There's a whole bunch of knockoffs out there now too. Oh, there's a, like, there's a hundred thousand rings. People <sighs> buying them. They're buying them like yeah. crazy. Nobody yeah. wants the goofy looking uh, dual prong massager you get from Sharper Image anymore. They want that. Right. They want that Theragun. They want to. They want to see that 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 booty jiggle. You know, when they put it on their <laughs> hips or whatever. But uh, that, and then I think uh, that beard oil. Beard oil is another huge huge oh, seller geez, right now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the way I'm looking at this entire thing, and you know, honestly, I see it. Uh, I, right now, I see a trend. I see a trend with uh, with like Nine Line, with Grunt Style, with all these guys yeah. that are they're, they're doing all these super super mo, mo motorhead, uh, you know, like oh, military. Don't yep. step on the snake. Don't tread on me. This kind of stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. think about let's now let's 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 rewind about ten years ago. What did you see? The, what did you see on people's t shirts? Affliction. What did you see yeah. on there? Uh, glued on back of their truck. Tap out because MMA yeah. was, was the MMA, trend. Yeah, yeah, it was totally the trend. So like, that's like a big macro trend. You know, ma the macro trend was was MMA fighter T-shirts, and that's kind of coming gone right now. Patriotic uh, military T-shirts are super super uh, in the in in the now. Right, where I separate myself is that I've been a diving brand from day one. You know, I don't, I don't yeah. like to put, uh, you know, ARs on any of my designs. I don't like to put like a lot of death and destruction and a lot of like, you know, crazy, sad stuff. Like this next shirt I'm doing is like the darkest, the darkest I'll go. Um, but the way I look at it is, is make yourself timeless, make yourself valuable and make yourself yeah. timeless. I think yeah. 15 fathoms, even when the, the military t-shirt thing kind of comes and goes, 15 fathoms isn't going anywhere. We'll be here. Right, it's I, still going to be relevant. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't well, know. I, if I, I noticed 
too, like you, uh, when I read the, I went to the website and just looked at the about me and it was like, you got, you opened it up. It's not a military thing. It's like everybody that does any diving at all. You know what I mean? It's like all over the world. So it, that by, by opening it up to, to be like loved by other people, you know what I mean? Like, it's not where you narrowed your focus to just military divers. Right. Yeah. And that was, and that was the idea. Well, I mean, if you think about, think about the, all the people in the world now, now let's slice off all the people who don't dive that hate the water. Boom. Right. That's a huge chunk. Now yeah. let's slice off all the people who are scuba divers. Choom, yeah. Another big chunk. Now military. Now I got military divers. All right. Now let's not, let's slice off everybody that's a military diver who isn't a Navy diver. Chunk. You've got right. a tiny little slice of the pie. Yep. That's very niche. So, you know, yes, I, I, there are some guys who, uh, so there's, there's been probably about six or seven deep sea diver brands pop up since 15 fathoms that I've watched. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's, I, I, I love it. I welcome every single one of these guys with open arms. I'm always like, man, right. what's up, man? Oh, you're so cool. You're, you're kind of like a first response diver. You're kind of doing more like a recon diver kind of thing. Awesome. Yeah. Badass. I love yeah. amphibious, you know, this, that, you know, but yeah, but I welcome it. And, and, yeah, we're not going anywhere. And I'm, and I'm, I'm sorry, dude. I totally lost tra- track of what we were talking about just now. No, you're fine. You were just talking about all the all the different brands out there. Uh, we we're still going on about uh, about the the business tips and stuff. Like the as far as like any advice, you were talking about people having value, and then uh, about being timeless. And you were still. I, I'm. A, I didn't know. I don't know if you were done as far as just thoughts on the business piece. And no, tips I'm just, for, yeah, yeah. Make your, make yourself timeless. Make yourself timeless. Make add value. Think of come up with something that, you know, if, if you have if you do have a business, it's it's so it's so strange. It's almost like you you want to do things different, but you want to make sure that people like what you're doing and enjoy what you're doing. And right. and usually that starts internally. That in, that starts internally from yourself. If you if you're if you love something and you're laughing at something, you know, somebody else is probably gonna laugh with you. You know, like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just psychology. It's, it's like the Tom Sawyer thing, you know, like if you you know, you're standing there painting a fence. Oh man, I right. love painting this fence. You want to help so me? Awesome. Yeah, dude, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's paint a fence together. Yeah, yeah, let's go for it, you know? And so, that, you know, I'm, I'm super into 15 fathoms and, and hopefully that sparks other people's interests and just, and just, just like that. Um, the more, if you have a product and you're in sales, you're, if you if you become an entrepreneur, believe it or not, you are in sales. You are in sales right. of your product. And the more you put it out there and the more you put it in people's faces, the more you skim the very top of that sales funnel. Um, if anybody out there isn't really familiar with the sales funnel and you're starting, you're thinking about starting a business, turn this podcast off right now and listen to the rest of it and go Google what the sales funnel is because the sales funnel basically is like that first look, that first look. Okay. You see a pretty girl. Oh man. Wow. She's, she's beautiful. Or she sees you. Now you want to talk to her. That's the second level of funnel. Now you're chatting with this person. Now you have a rapport. Okay, now let's go out. Hey, here, give me your number. Let me give you a ring. Boom. Now you're at the third sales funnel. Bottom of the sales funnel, wow, you're out on a date. You have, you're out on a date with a girl. That's, that, that's me, me, me getting a, a closing a sale is basically mm-hmm. I've gone on a date with the girl and we're having a fantastic time together. And then there's some people, you know, they like your stuff for a while, but then they stop liking. They're not too, you know, you're, right. you're not, you're not, you're not the newest game in town. So that's why I'm, you know, I, I do have products that are evergreen products that I try to keep uh, in stock, regardless of of yeah. you know what else is there. But 
I also try to bust out new stuff and different stuff and see what works, you know? Yeah. But yeah, keep yourself ready. If you're going to, if you're going to jump into business after the military, have a plan, make sure you're ready, uh, have some money put away. Cause if you don't have any other income, you're, you're going to absolutely need to grind hard to yeah. get your business up and going because that's the, that is the hardest thing. And just like people say, businesses don't make money in the first year, unless you're some kind of bit, unless you're some kind of celebrity and you just have like yeah. money to throw at it already to get, to get, to get it in, you know, get it on to NBC and CBS and all those major right. networks. But yeah, otherwise you just got to get, you got to stay, you got to, you got to keep it pinned the whole way pretty much. Yeah. And if you don't keep it pinned, it's fine. It's just, no one's going to buy your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Any save rounds, or alibis, man? Hmm. I said, you got any save rounds or alibis? Uh, no, no. Anything I, I feel, we didn't hit? <laughs> I feel I feel pretty confident about everything. Everything yeah. I said. I, I hope I hope I don't get any uh, nasty emails from anybody. Oh no, you won't, man. <laughs> I, like that's. I was talking to uh, the Megan Wilcox, and she's the last interview I did. I did it earlier today, and it was we were talking about like that type of feedback on like both platforms. Cause like you put yourself out there a little bit when you put content like this out there, or, like it's the same thing for you, you release a new shirt and every, no one buys it. It's like, you get that. Oh, what I do, you know, like, um, and she does, she's had some experiences with like putting the comic out and getting a whole bunch of backlash. And, um, I, yeah, I've experienced almost universally like positive interactions, even when I like, I put the stuff on Reddit to have discussions and Reddit can be pretty savage, but it's like almost universally positive in that, like, even when I'm getting challenged, it's like a healthy discourse, you know, where we're just having a dialogue and talking, um, very few, there's a couple of trolls that have tried to punk me on Reddit and it's like, I, I got super thick skin, so that's whatever. But yeah, I doubt, I doubt it, man. Everybody just, it's interesting to like take a peek into people's lives and talk to all these, all these, uh, interesting humans. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. And it's like every door, every door I step through opens five more as far as like, like we'll, we'll post this podcast. And then it's like other, like that's how I got in contact with you is I posted something on Instagram about doing something with somebody and you were just like, Oh, Hey, let me reach out. And it's like, that's how all this stuff happens. So it's usually uh, honestly, almost always positive. Absolutely. Well, that's, you yeah, know, man. I reached out to you because I, my life's kind of settling in a little bit yeah. here in Vancouver. Like, so the, the, the retirement at the same time of becoming a, a, a an illegal Canadian immigrant uh, <laughs> at the same time. So I was, I was very, very busy for, for uh, several weeks and uh, just getting, getting my life sorted and figured out. Uh, but you know, I'm out. So now I can yeah. reach out to you and say, Hey, yep. let's do a podcast without, yeah, man. without routing a chit or ask another grown man who has yeah. another Chevron that I have. Hey, do you mind if I do this? Oh, let me call the yeah. PA, you know? So now, yeah. so now I'm all about, so look, this is one of the advantages when you get out, you, you are not, you, you, yes, you will, re, you will represent the military for the rest of your life, no matter what, but right. you're not legally bonded to the USCMJ, you know, the UCMJ. Yeah. So you can, you know, and I mean, if you're somebody who's bitter and hates the military and wants to do some kind of, uh, you know, uh, wine wine and cry podcast about the military well more power to you but you probably yeah, do it you'll probably get some <laughs> listeners good for you go, 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 yeah go uh, go make yourself feel better but i mean yeah, I, yeah. you know i had i i love i love the military i had a great experience it was like some of the, yeah. i mean honestly some of the best years of my life had my kids had my met my wife while i was in and uh yeah 
you know, honestly, obviously I should, you know, it, it still, it still strikes a very, very emotional soft spot for me when I talk about how much yeah. I like ship's husbandry and doing the job, because God, was it just, was it a blast? But, uh, yeah, but, yeah, but, but getting out now that I'm out, you know, uh, I've accepted it. And, and now I can pour myself more full heartedly into 15 fathoms into right. saying, you know what? I don't have this obligation to muster at, you know, yeah. at zero seven at, yep. you know, Monday morning, I can wake up and send out emails. I can wake up and reach out to people who are organizing this fashion show and, and invest, invest yourself, yeah. you know, like yep. take that, take that military motivation that you had when you first got out of boot camp, And when you get out of the military, what your passion is, whether it's, crayons that you can eat or you know some cool <laughs> stickers that smell like mres yeah. i don't know what you know whatever it may be send it man go for it go for it and you know like i mean you you just have you got to believe you got to you got to believe in what you're doing and uh yeah. and and you'll notice when you get people as you put yourself out there in that community in that world that internet world you'll get people who, who are jumping on with you that's yeah. oh, I like it. I'm cool. Interact with those people. Those are your friends. For sure. And those yeah. are potential. Those aren't just customers, man. I've got, I've got guys, so many guys that are like, Hey, I ordered a couple shirts from you. I'm, I'm jumping into, I'm, I'm I leave tomorrow for boot camp. I've gotten those kind yeah. of messages and I'm like, That's Hey man, cool. give me a call straight yeah. up. Give, let's, let's have a chat. And, and for sure. That's cool. They're, they're floored. And I love it because, because yeah. I give them my honesty. The weird thing is, I talked to one kid who was heading to dive school. He failed out. He ended up on a ship. He mm. was all sad. And then his dad, uh, his dad gave me a tongue lashing. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, uh. I told this, I, I didn't, I, I didn't give this kid a bump steer. I was like, man, if you're, yeah. if you're, if you're going to do go to dive school, make sure it's what you want. Make sure that your PT scores are way above the basic requirement because you need that extra strength because you're not only going to be doing stuff, you know, just in a controlled environment, you're going to be doing stuff wet, you're going to be doing stuff cold, you're going to be doing stuff tired, you're going to be doing stuff like, you know, you're going to be sore as hell. Like it doesn't let up the first couple of weeks. It it gets, it's really, really intense. And so it's like, if you, if you're just barely, barely squeezing out six pull-ups, bro, you better get back in the gym, tie some weights around your waist and pull yourself up because, uh, but anyway, I gave him, I gave him the best advice. And then his, and then yeah, his, uh, his dad got mad at me. I I I told him exactly. I I mean, yeah, this isn't about me. It's about you and your kid, man. Like, I'm sorry. You know, know your son has has another chance in two years. Just tell him to keep his head up. I was going to say work hard and then you'll be ready when you go back the second time. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah, you know, Everybody's different, but I, I, I like, I love that connection, that connection I have. I, I yeah. feel like, I feel like the people that follow me on 15 fathoms on the Instagram, that's like my tribe, yeah. man. That's like my people. Yeah. Like that's, that, yeah. they, they're my internet people. And I mean, that's, and that was the cool thing. I, I, I got asked to do this fashion show within, I haven't even had the initial meeting with the fashion, with the person that's putting on the fashion show, but right. within about maybe an hour, I had six models like that were like, yes, in a group chat that were like, let's <laughs> That's do it. Awesome. Yeah. That's so cool, I'm, man. I'm, yeah. I, I'm stoked. I gotta like, I've, I've made some friends through this that it's just, it's super cool that like I do a recurring thing with a chief that's in Groton. That's a submarine guy that, uh, the ask the chief episodes oh, where cool. we just kind of like link up periodically and talk about what's going on with him. And then we kind of like, 
we talk about what I've talked about with other people and like relate it to certain experiences him or I've had. It's really cool. Awesome dude. Uh, he's helping me moderate our Reddit thing. And then like with Megan Wilcoxon and like just all these people that I like interact with all the time. Plus I get the added benefit of doing exactly what you just described where people reach out for help. And it's right. like the coolest thing. Cause I had a kid on Instagram reach out for help where he had, he was struggling with, he got elevated to an LPO position where he was just one of the guys in the shop and then he got elevated. And, uh, the two, there were two people that were like having a hard time dealing with him uh, being in charge all of a sudden. And so we had a long talk. I recorded a podcast on it back in like July. And then he reached out to me just recently and just asked me a a couple of questions, but he was just like, Hey, I'd like, just so you know, everything got way better. Like all they worked and like everything's turned around and everything it's going a lot better and blah, blah, blah. And I gave me like an update and I was like, that's, cool like that like gives me the warm fuzzies and tells me that like this is like that's why i'm doing this and so it's really i get a lot of those just people reaching out and saying like this thank you or asking for help and i get to have those interactions and that's like that's the good stuff man so yeah i really i dig it i hope people i hope people that hear this i hope there's people that are you know thinking about joining the military and that hear this and that hear these kind of stories and uh and helps them make a more informed decision because it's not, for, it's, it's, it's not for everybody. Right. And that's, the, and sure. that's the crazy thing. You do have those people, especially like in the, you know, Vietnam area, whatever the eighties and stuff before the internet was out where guys were, you know, coming in from the Midwest, coming in from wherever they had never seen the ocean. Just like, Oh, I figured I'd try the Navy, you know, like <laughs> just, just go out there and do it. Like where, yeah. and then, and then four years later they have an alcohol problem and they're bitter and they can't, you know, can't keep their shit together or whatever. But, right. you know, I, I, th- I think, I think, uh, putting out, putting out real information, putting out, uh, good information is, is super helpful because, you know, anybody will tell you straight up, it's not all, it's not all uh, puppies and rainbows every day, but yeah. it's also a very, very satisfying job that, you know, that I love. But now look at all the skills you benefit on the outside. You're not like any yeah. other civilian ever. You know, you're, you, right. you have that you have that that weird little one percent, you know, piece of you that uh, yeah, I was in the military and, 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 I, and, I, and I gained some skills and I gained some knowledge and uh, a couple scars. But, you know, it's all good. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate you doing this. This was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Great talking to you. Yeah. Stay, stay in touch. I, I can't wait to Hell see yeah. uh, when the episode comes out. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'll let you know as soon as it's going to come out. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, I know, I know I did. I, I, I love doing these things, man. <laughs> I have so much fun talking to people and just like learning new things about different communities, different humans, everybody's stories unique. Uh, and I, that's the thing that blows my mind. Like I get surprised every time by the just cool things people do the emotional and like raw stories that they're they're willing to tell and that it's just so cool that they're not just willing to share it because there's so many cool lessons that can come from them but just me getting to hear them I learn a lot from them I know you do I like I don't know I just every single time I learn something and I have a lot of a lot like a lot of fun having those conversations and I really like value them I, I appreciate that people are, are like trust me with that and um allow me to be a steward of the lessons that can be pulled from from those types of conversations so it's awesome i I really loved it go check out 15 fathoms uh their clothing and apparel are amazing the company's cool it's veteran owned obviously worth supporting with a really cool dude running it so uh keep track of those guys check out what they're doing um 
if you guys need anything from us, like always, hit us up. Don't give up the shit podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't give up the shit podcast. Or you can DM us on Instagram or Reddit. Um, again, be patient with the responses. Uh, I got some stuff coming up that you guys will see uh, on Friday that will explain what I mean by that. And then uh, if you want to support us, dgetspodcast.com slash shop. Uh, be patient with me again. <laughs> and you'll understand why on Friday. Just listen to that spin the yarn. And then... Uh, if you could like, share, subscribe, review on all the things, iTunes and uh, Instagram and Facebook, like sharing the, con- sharing the content and the posts and everything helps us out, gets the word out. And then like sh- subscribing and reviewing, um, it, it helps get it seen and uh, get it pushed out to more people. So we always appreciate that. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship.